0: matthew chapter 28 you guys are going to see these definitions over the next four or five weeks regroup to reroute regroup means to reassemble or cause to reassemble into organized groups typically after being attacked or defeated reroute means to send someone or something by or along a different route Uh, what i want to teach you guys today is uh The story of uh, after Christ was resurrected from the dead. Jesus has come out of the tomb and he meets with his disciples. But what took place prior to that, what took place prior to the resurrection of Jesus, is there was a little bit of confusion going on because for three years the disciples walked and worked closely with Jesus. Seeing miracles, the dead being raised, blind eyes open, deaf ears open, a powerful ministry. And then one night, right, in what we call the Last Supper, Jesus sits with his disciples and he begins to tell them how things are about to change. He starts to tell them about all the things that are about to take place. And a lot of them get discouraged. A lot of them begin to to let their emotions get the best of them. Peter even said, Jesus, I'm not going to let anything happen to you. All this stuff is going on. And Jesus begins to talk about how they will strike the shepherd and scatter the sheep. You know, the enemy will strike the, the shepherd and scatter the sheep. And so I just kind of want to read uh, Matthew 28 here real quick. And this is after Jesus has told him the, the they're going to strike the shepherd, scatter the sheep. Jesus is then arrested. He's crucified, placed in a tomb. He resurrects, comes back from the dead, and this is where we pick up in Matthew 28 starting in verse number five. It says, But the angel answered and said to the woman, Do not be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. He is not here. He is risen. As he said, Come see the place where the Lord lay and go quickly and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead, and and indeed he is going before you into Galilee, therefore you will see him. Behold, I have told you. So they went out quickly from the tomb with fear and great joy, and ran to bring his disciples word. And as they went to tell his disciples, behold, Jesus met them, saying, Rejoice. So they came and held him by the feet and worshipped him. You guys have to put yourself in this situation, right? For three years, everything was going uh, as, as normal as possible. I mean, they were seeing some supernatural things. They were being persecuted. Uh, but they were seeing great success in the fact that the kingdom of God was being demonstrated on the earth and they were a part of it. Everything is, is happening. Jesus is preaching the gospel, all of these things. And then Jesus says, hey, things are about to change. Now, this is, is very discouraging because most human beings, we, we are, are uh, uh, creatures of habit, right? No one really likes change. Who likes change? Exactly. No one likes change, especially when things are going good. Change when things are going bad is a lot easier. But when things are going good, change is not what we want. And so the disciples are in that place of of things are about to change. But the very first thing that happens when Jesus comes out of the tomb is they have to regroup. He has to gather the, the disciples. He has to bring everybody back. Bring Peter, get Mary, call all the disciples, go to the shores. They're out there fishing, bring them in. I need to meet with them. Jesus, the first thing that he did in the unexpected chaos, the unexpected uh, transition, the unexpected whatever you want to call it, Jesus regrouped the disciples. And this is what I feel for us as a church. I feel like it's time for us to regroup. You know, maybe there's something going on in your life that you didn't expect. Maybe there's change, there's transition, something that came out of nowhere. Let me tell you, don't be discouraged. Because as long as you keep your eyes on Jesus, he's eventually going to get you to where you're going. Yeah. You, you, his plan for you will not change. You just have to make sure that you stay the course. Amen? Amen. Uh, yesterday, <coughs> me and Ailey went down to uh, Riverside um, to go eat. Yes, we drove far to go eat. So let's get out of this desert. I'm gonna go as far away as I can from this place, right about to Riverside, forty minutes away. Let me get away, but not too far away. Let me let me just one foot in, one foot out of the desert for the day, right? We can go down there, and uh, you know, as much as I, I I I think I know Southern California freeways. Um, it always helps for us to use the map app in our phone. Oh. It's always helpful for us, and I, I know I've used this uh, this analogy before, but I feel like for the sake of today's message, it's important for me to share this again. Is that the map app? When you put in your destination, when you put in where you need to go, it gives you all the directions, right? It'll tell you from out of the parking lot, you know, go east towards X marks the spot, right? turn left at the next signal light. You know, in in one mile, you begin to merge to your right. It it tells you detail of everything that you need to do and everywhere you need to go. And it gives you this real-time map that shows you this arrow as you're making progress towards your destination. But sometimes what happens, because the map will tell you where you're going, but if an accident occurs, if something occurs while you're traveling, the app does something very interesting. He begins to say these words, reroute. Yeah. Wow. You didn't expect the accident, all of a sudden you're driving, you see red lights, you're wondering why traffic is slowing down, and then all of a sudden, the, 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 depending on your uh, settings, either it's a male voice or a female voice. I don't like the female voice. Because then I got two women yelling at me while I'm driving. I want to make her silent. (laughs) I got my wife in one ear and, you know, the math app in the other ear. But that app will tell you, reroute. And this is what happens, unfortunately, in life. Sometimes we're headed in a direction. We're going somewhere and things happen that cause us to be redirected. Now, I'm a very firm believer that there is a perfect will of God for every single one of us. Before we were in our mother's womb, God wrote out what our, His plan for us was. Yeah. There is a perfect will for God. And sometimes, like I said earlier, because of our sin, because of the sin of others, uh, because of the attack of the enemy, sometimes things come at us and we have to make a decision. Is this going to cause me to get off of course? Now, if there's things that, that are out of our control, which unfortunately we are in it as a church... Things took place that we had no control over that switched and that changed things up for us. But all that God did was redirect. He rerouted us. He didn't change his plan for redemption. The plans of God for redemption are not limited to the building that we're in. And so God just had to reroute us. Right? He's rerouting some of us right now. He's redirecting us. We have to move around certain unexpected things. There's things that are taking place in our life that we didn't see coming. But God is faithful that if we keep our eyes on Him, He's just going to take us around the problem and eventually get us back on the course. Now let me just tell you so that we don't walk around blindly. That redirecting, the rerouting of God, could either take you 40 days or 40 years. You either can be obedient or disobedient to the plans of God. You could choose your will or God's will. And that is what's going to determine how long you're going to be in this rerouting season. That's good. So make sure that as God is rerouting you, you don't stay stuck. Make sure that you don't stay uh, uh, you know, off of the course. Make sure that you keep your eyes on Jesus. Keep your heart pure. Make sure you're doing what he's telling you to do. Because you don't want to find yourself wandering for years and looking back and saying, man, we should have, I could have. You know, you don't want to look back and and realize that you got off course somewhere. Amen. Jesus gathers the disciples. He says, you know what, let's get the disciples together. And I want you guys to turn to Luke chapter 24. This is what I'm going to teach out of today. And again, this is going to be the focus for us for the next four or five weeks. We're going to regroup to reroute. So Luke 24, this is after Matthew 28. And this is now the disciples are with Jesus. He's resurrected. He's gathered everyone together. He regrouped. And we're in Luke chapter 24 starting in verse number 36. Verse 36 says, Now as they said these things, Jesus himself stood in the midst of them, and he said to them, Peace to you. I want you to write this down in your notes. Number one, regroup. When the unexpected comes to you, when God needs to reroute you, when things that you weren't planning for begin to to invade your life, when you have to cross uh, uncharted waters, this is what you need to do. Regroup, okay? Get yourself together. Get your family together. Get the church together. Get everyone involved in this moment. Get everyone together. Regroup. Pause, okay? Wait. Have patience and invite Jesus to come and stand with you. Right? Jesus gathered the the disciples and he stood in the midst of them. And he said said to them, peace to you. It is in his presence that you will find peace. Right? Regroup, pause and invite Jesus to come and stand with you. It is in his presence that you will find peace. Listen, when, when the unexpected comes, the first person you want to call upon is Jesus. Come on. When, 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 when change and transition takes place, you want to call upon Jesus first and foremost. Before anything else, you want to invite Jesus. You want to position your heart in this place of faith and call upon the Lord in your time of need. On Wednesday, we had an, an awesome regroup and we talked about uh, the thorn in, in Paul's flesh. And we talked about how recognizing your weakness, acknowledging your weakness is an invitation for God's grace, God's mercy, and God's power. That when you can confess, God, I need you, God says, that's what I've been waiting for. And then he comes and gives you supernatural grace, supernatural strength. And Paul says that the power of Christ rests upon you. And so when you're going through the unexpected, when you're going through change and transition, you need to make sure that it's Jesus that you call upon first. Don't do don't Google. Oh, man, I didn't expect this. Hold on, Google. <laughs> don't grab your map app and try to change the route, which I've done several times. And then we're taking back roads to who knows where. Hold on, this this Ailey, you stop yelling at me and lay me do my speaker. Stop yelling at me. I'm, don't tell me where to go. I know where I'm going. When we start to go through the unexpected, we have to call upon Jesus. And, and, and calling upon Jesus is, is, is a, it's a posture. It's not just, hey, Jesus. But calling upon Jesus is a posture. It is, it is a position of faith. Calling upon Jesus is a waiting. Right? We lack patience. And so calling upon Jesus is a vending machine for us. Right? I need you, Jesus, and I need you right now, A7. Here comes my bag of Takis. Right? I like talkies too. Like can kids. We can't vending machine Jesus. Right? We can't microwave our prayers. But we have to call upon Jesus, invite Him to come and stand with us, and then we wait. It's in the waiting that His peace comes. Because you don't want to move outside of His peace. The peace of God is the confirmation of Jesus. Look at what it says right here in John. John 14, 27 in your notes. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives, do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be be afraid. Find peace in the transition. Find peace in the unexpected. And you do that by calling upon Jesus. Amen? Let's keep reading here. Verse number 37. It says, But they were terrified and frightened, and supposed they had seen a spirit. And he said to them, why are you troubled? Why do doubts arise in your hearts? 39 says, behold my hands and my feet. Behold my hands and my feet. Jesus is standing in the midst of them. He is offering them peace. And he says, behold my hands and feet. Behold the victorious battle Set your eyes upon victory, that these these holes in my hands and my feet are not just a sign that I am He, that I say that I am, but these holes in my hands and my feet is a sign that I have conquered everything that you're facing. As you regroup, be confident that Christ has already given you victory over your opposition. Things are changing and shifting, rerouting, redirecting, whatever it is. But you have to be confident that he has already given you victory. He has already given you victory. He told the disciples, it's okay, don't be afraid. Look, I already won. Look, I already defeated the enemy. Look, death could not hold me down. Behold, behold the victory. And that's why we have to behold Jesus. Amen? We have to set our eyes on Jesus. We have to take hold of Him. We have to, to, to invite Him to come and stand with us in everything that we go through. John 16, says, These things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation. But be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. Hallelujah. He goes on to say, second part of verse 39. He says, Behold my hands and feet, that it is myself. And then he says, Handle me. Handle me. Touch me. Hold tight. Press through the crowd and take hold of my garment. Amen. Let me ask you guys something and you don't have to raise your hand. And I'm not asking this to give anyone any type of guilt trip or, you know, I just have to ask you so that we can check our hearts a little bit. But how much time are we spending with Jesus? I'm not just talking about just that the quick prayer before we go into the workplace. I'm not I'm not talking about just calling upon the Lord because we need a bill paid. Like, how much time are we actually spending sitting at His feet? How much time do we spend separating from the world and the things of the world? Separating ourselves from, from all distractions just to sit with Him. To take His Word and just to sit in His presence. Just to talk with Him. Just to pour out our heart. Just so that he can pour out his heart on us. How much time do we spend with Jesus? Because that's going to be your source. That's going to be what, what sustains you. That's what's going to be uh, what you need to get through what you're going through. Yeah. A lot of people will come to me and, Pastor, this is going on. And, Pastor, I need this. And, Pastor, I'm facing that. Listen, I can't do nothing for you. You know, I, I, I appreciate, you know, that you guys, you know, come to me in these times. And I appreciate that you guys trust me in some situations, you know, that you're looking to my encouragement. I, and I know that that's part of my responsibility. But when the rubber meets the road, I can't do anything for you. If you don't, if your relationship is more secure, if your relationship with me is more secure than your relationship with Jesus. Listen, guys, I'm going to fail you. I am a man just like you and I have flaws and I have things that I'm still trying to get better at and grow growing. I have issues too. Okay, I'm not perfect. So when you pull on me and not pull on Jesus, eventually I'm going to let you down. But when Jesus is the one that you hold tight to, when Jesus is the one that you've, you've pushed through everything to take hold of his garment, you're never, ever going to be let down. That's why I want you to write this down in your notes, number three, as you regroup, take hold of Jesus. When you regroup, as you just, as you settle down, as you pause on life, as you just kind of let the dust settle, you know, as you just kind of let let some things, you know, let time take its course, when you just sit back while you're doing that, take hold of Jesus. Take hold of Jesus. And let me tell you, more importantly, let Jesus take hold of you. Right? Let Jesus take hold of you. Let Him have His hand on your heart. Let Him have His hand on your mind. Let Him him have His hand on your marriage and your workplace. Let Him take hold of you. He takes hold of me. Amen? The Holy Spirit has a very short leash on my life. I am that kid in the store that has the harness. I'm that kid. What kind of spiritual child are you, Pastor Sam? I'm the kid in the grocery store with a harness on me, trying to get away from my parents. Come on, Go on. that's the spiritual child that I am, and the Lord has to yank me back sometimes. What are you doing? What are you saying? What are you, What are you thinking? Where are you going? And my feet just keep on moving, and I just feel my back. Feeling. Come, on. Come on, get out of hand sometimes. This is, a, this is a side note, because in moments of unexpected transition and change, your emotions uh, will begin to come out. Fears and, and things that uh, cause you to say and do things that you might not want to or regret. So it's always good that as you are going through things, to so surround yourself with people that are going to tell you the truth. Surround yourself with people that are going to tell you the truth. And that aren't going to give you their yes just because it benefits them or they're going to give you their yes just because it's what you want to hear. But surround yourself with people that are going to tell you the truth, Amen. you know, uh, just just so that it's, it's out there. You know, I'm accountable to you guys. You know, I'm accountable to our leadership team and time and time again. And I will always say this And the moment I stop saying this, uh, we're in trouble. But my life is on display for our leaders here in this church to keep an eye on me and, and to hold me accountable to, to what I say and what I do. I, I can't just, oh, I'm the pastor. I get to do whatever. No, 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 no. Huh. Somebody better guard me because I'm that kid on the harness. Somebody better keep an eye on me. You know, and, and there are situations where I will make myself accountable to you guys because I need somebody who, who doesn't see what I see. Who's not caught up in emotion to speak truth. And so when you're going through change and transition, make sure you surround yourself with people that are going to tell you the truth. And listen, don't cut out people that disagree with you. You need them in your life. You need people that are going to disagree with you. You need people with a difference of opinion, a difference of perspective, because they will be able to tell you something that you don't see or hear. And that will help you come to the conclusion of what God's trying to do in your life, because now you see it all angles. And so as God is changing you and moving you around, make sure that you're surrounded with good people. I love our church. I love this family. You know, because we're real. You know, last week I was a mess and I was I was embarrassed, you know, just but man, I got so many phone calls text messages people calling me Remember Raymond that's Raymond that's why this is called regroup to reroute because when he prayed for me and Raymond was praying for me says I hear like I hear the Lord telling give him he wants me to tell you this word reroute and it made sense to what God had been speaking to me all week as soon as you said that it was like it was the encouragement I needed because I knew I was hearing from God you know we need people like Raymond right we need people in our lives we need we need each other because then we could we can talk things out we can work things out the moment that we lose that we become lone rangers and and we're out there solo the enemy's gonna come and try to he's gonna try to take us out so have people around you that can hold you down amen and hold that leash tight let me go holy spirit i want he's like man you're a mess Get over here. No. <laughs> Let's go ahead and read verse thirty-nine again. Luke twenty-four, verse thirty-nine. Behold, my hands and my feet. When I read that, and the Lord is like, "Behold, my victorious battle wounds." I was like, "Oh!" I told Eddie the other day, "Strap on your war, your war boots, man. We're we're fighting. You know, we're going to war right now." And and, and when Jesus told me that in my prayer closet, He says, "Behold." My my victorious battle wounds. I was like, oh yeah, let's go, my Jesus scraps. You know, my Jesus gets down. He don't play, amen. Right. He says, uh, Behold, my hands and my feet, that it is myself. Handle me to see, for a spirit does not have flesh and bones as you see. I have. When he said this, he showed them his hands and his feet. But while they still did not believe for joy and marvel, he said to them, have you any food here? So they gave him a piece of boiled fish and some honeycomb. And he took it and ate it in their presence. Verse 44. And he said to them, these are the words which I spoke to you. In your notes, number four, pause and regroup Remind yourself what God has spoken and promised you. Amen. Remind yourself what God has spoken and promised you, then reroute according to His direction. You need to revisit those prophetic words. Come on. You need to revisit the, the, the prophetic word that was spoken into your life. You need to revisit those things that God whispered to you in your prayer closet. You need to revisit those things, those promises that God has given you. You need to go back to where you started. You need to go back to that place where God began to reveal his plan for your life. And you need to hear those words over again. You need to take that in. Jesus said, remember what I told you? That's what he told his disciples. He got them all together, showed them his hands and his feet. He said, handle me. Then he said, don't forget what I said. Don't forget what I said. Don't forget the words that were spoken. Don't forget the promises of God. There is a word declared over your life. There are plans that God has declared over you. And don't let the unexpected take you off of the course because God is faithful to fulfill those plans. But if you don't remind yourself of what God has said, it's going to be easily, it's easy for you to get distracted. And it's easy for you to take on a word that was not meant for you to carry. If you don't know where you're going, then you're going to be moved by anything that comes at you. If you don't have a clear direction, then anything that comes at you, anything that you go through, you're going to get off of the course because you don't know where you're going. <clears throat> That's why the Bible says that without vision, people perish. You don't. If you don't know where you're going, you're going to get lost. It's like running through the woods in the, in the dark without a flashlight. You have to remind yourself, remind yourself what God has said. You know, I've had to remind myself what God has said about redemption. in all this craziness and all this change and all the unexpected things. Like I've had to remind myself what God has said about redemption. And that's why these Wednesdays are going to be so important because I'm going to remind you who we are. I'm going to remind redemption who we are, who God has called us to be, where he's taking us. Well, I, I'm, we're not the traditional church, you know, we're not just here for to do our Sunday duties. There's a specific call on this body of people, this group of people. God has called us and positioned us, and he has given us a commission and a mission to bring a change to this community. There are things that God wants to do here in Redemption and through Redemption that are going to impact this entire desert. And if we forget that... And we're going to allow this circumstance to discourage us. And then we're going to be all over the place. And the same thing happens for your life. You know, out of all the ups and downs, when you know, you know what, I'm not going to let this take me off the course. This is what I have for my family. This This is what God promised me, my wife, and my son. These are the things that God showed me. This is the prophetic word that was declared over my life. So all this other stuff, it ain't going to stop me. I'm still moving forward. I might need to regroup and reroute, but God's plans aren't changing for me. I'm still going forward. Yeah. Nothing's going to slow me down. Nothing's going to keep me from moving forward. I'm going to do what God's calling me to do. Yeah. And you need to do the same. What is God calling you to do as a husband, as a wife, as a parent, as a grandparent, at your workplace, with your career, with your ministry? What is God telling you to do? Don't let the unexpected take you off course. Amen? <clears throat> Again, number four. Pause and regroup. Remind yourself what God has spoken and promised you. Then reroute according to His direction. Ezekiel twenty-eight or 12, 28. It says, therefore, say to them, thus says the Lord God, none of my words will be postponed anymore. Ha! Ooh, let that stir up some faith in you. What are you believing for? Let this be a prophetic word over your life. None of my words will be postponed anymore. But the word which I speak will be. Be done, says the Lord. Amen. Um, let's keep reading here. Verse 44. Then he said to them, These are the words which I spoke to you while I was still with you, that all things must be fulfilled, which were written in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms concerning me. Verse 45. And he opened their understanding that they might comprehend the scriptures. A lot of times people will say, well, I have a hard time understanding the Bible. I don't really read it much because I have a hard time understanding. You have to invite the Holy Spirit to come and open your mind. If you are getting into the Word, and, and, and this is for, like if you're just starting out trying to get into the Word. If, you're just, if you just open this up and you don't invite the Holy Spirit to lead you, then all you're going to do is read a book. Right? If you, if you don't allow the Holy Spirit to be your teacher, thank you. If you don't allow the Holy Spirit to be your teacher, you're going to read through this as if it's some assignment for school, and you're just going to try to read from beginning to the end, and you're not going to allow it to penetrate your heart. But when you invite the Holy Spirit, be my teacher, open up my mind and open up my heart so I can comprehend the scripture, then, then the, the, the Lord begins to breathe on these, this word. Let me just, I love God's word. I love it. I love God's word. I love reading it. I love studying it. There's just something about being in, like I don't go anywhere without my Bible. Like it, this is just like so, but let me tell you this though. It's not the Father, Son, and Holy Bible. It, it, is, it is the very presence of God, the Holy Spirit, that brings life to what is written in these pages. And a lot of people will, will put an emphasis on this and they will ignore the Holy Spirit. To be honest, they, have more, they, they believe in this more than they believe in the Holy Spirit. And I'm not saying God's, God's word, I'm saying a, a book, right? When you do that, it's easy to become legalistic and religious because that's what the Pharisees did. The Pharisees knew the scripture in and out They just didn't know the Holy Spirit. Therefore, what they knew, they condemned people with. What they knew didn't give anyone life. What they knew condemned people. When the Holy Spirit opens up your heart and your mind to understand the written word, because he is the very presence of God, and and, and he is breathing on this, he is is opening up your understanding. Now he confirms what you're reading. He says, yeah, that that is the word from the Father. And because he confirms it, it ignites change, transformation. It ignites sanctification. It ignites faith. Because the Spirit, the Spirit of the Lord, the Holy Spirit says, yes, this is the Father speaking to you. Yes. Thank you. So you have to pray and pray. At, you have to ask God, Holy Spirit, speak to me. You know, I, I, that's why I told you guys, you have to begin to sit with Jesus you can't just be like, okay, I got, uh, I'm going to give the Lord 10 minutes today, and I'm just going to read from, you know, the, like you got to sit and just just sit, just sit. And sometimes you don't, don't say anything. Don't say anything. Just sit with him and just say, Lord, I'm going to sit here until you speak to me. And just sit, just sit, just sit with him. Allow the spirit of the Lord to speak to you, because when he opens up your understanding, when he opens up your mind, when he opens up your heart, then, then you will understand the Scripture. Okay? So know, know who the Holy Spirit is. Know, that's why we worship the way we do here. We're not trying to, to take up time. We're not trying to entertain you. You know, it's not like the musicians, musicians are like, I just want to play music for an hour. Like, no, what we're doing is we're positioning, giving you guys an opportunity to position yourself in His presence so that you can get to know the Holy Spirit. So that you could just sit with Him. It's just like we were sitting here. We were sitting here. is looking at me. She's like, What do we do? And I'm like, just, just sit, just sit. And she came. She's like, "What do we do?" And I go, "What do you want to do?" She goes, "We just need to sit. Then let's just sit. Let's just sit. Let's. We don't need to do anything. Why? Because if you guys learn to develop that here, to how to sit, just sit at his feet." I want to sit at your feet. I want to lay back. I want to lean against you. I want to hear your heartbeat. When you develop that here, when you go and get into your prayer closet, when you go and get into your prayer recliner, your prayer kitchen table, wherever you spend time with the Lord, you will know how to sit with Him because you've been doing it here every Sunday. And then when you sit with Him, and then He begins to open up your mind. Then the scripture comes alive in your heart. Then you remember what He said. You remember what He promised. And even though He's regrouping you and rerouting you, you're not afraid because He already defeated what you're going through. Wow. You guys, all, I'm not giving you steps. I'm just telling you who God is. When you sit with Him and allow Him to bring you to... Listen, guys, when, when the unexpected come, comes, I bet your, your brains are all over the place, right? My brain is all over the place right now. You guys have no idea. There's like 20 hamsters running around in my mind. These last couple months, it's like hamsters in my mind, hamsters in my heart. I'm running with a harness on me. I'm just all over the place. You know, I'm happy. I'm sad. I'm angry. I have faith. I doubt. Lord, I'm scared. I don't want to know. Ah! That's been my life for the last two months. Ah! Lisa sent this picture to (laughs) Ielia. Lisa sent this picture to Aelia, this little girl, she's like this, like, how's your life going? Is it over yet? Is it it done? done?" I was watching another video of this little girl, she was on the teacup ride, and she was getting all happy, and then she was like, like freaking out, she's happy, and I'm like, man, that's my life right now. That's my life right now. I don't know. I'm just dizzy. You know? Ah, ah. you know what though? This is again why this message was so important today. Because when the unexpected comes and life begins to just go and twist and turns, we can find peace. I'm talking yeah. peace. Yeah. Just peace from the storm, peace from the chaos as we sit at his feet and we allow him to reroute us. You know, He's rerouting some of us right now. He's rerouting us as a church. And you know what? We're going to hold tight to Him and allow Him to direct our steps. Amen? Amen. Look at uh, uh, Proverbs 3 in your notes there. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him and He shall direct your path. Amen?